It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. We're in TG Car Studios, where Connacht, we've been watching the Connacht match in Cardiff, which was, well, well, that's all I can say about that match. Connacht won, William. Connacht won. Yeah, they did. They got the four points that they desperately needed. Um, showed a bit of character, particularly when the bench cleared to get the job done. Uh, played in dreadful conditions, maybe not as obvious in... Uh, here, when we were watching it on television, it did look very nasty. A lot of rain mm. falling all the time. Huge day for Cardiff Rugby. I mean, they were there to commemorate the life of Barry John, who is probably their greatest ever player. Mm. Uh, they had a full house of 12,000, which is fantastic to see. So Gareth Edwards was there. He had a jersey for Barry John, a Cardiff jersey with his name on the back, and he had a pair of his boots in a case. Mm. Uh, fabulous player. The old story was told that um, Gareth Edwards asked to do a bit of training. You've got to remember the training back in the day yes. was very haphazard. Mm-hmm. And um, fundamentally, uh, Gareth Edwards arrived early, and he was wondering where Barry John had got to. And Barry John had been out the night before. He was a student. And he said he had a monstrous hangover. And he said, Gareth's saying, do this and do that. And in, in the end, Barry John said, look, you throw it, I'll catch it. <laughs> and that was really how it worked. And it was a big day. They, they, they gave away a lot of tickets to clubs. They gave away a lot of tickets to schools. And everybody, despite the weather, turned up. The place was, I've never seen uh, the place as full yeah. in this era. And... Pete Wilkins, who's been there plenty of times, said it was the best atmosphere he's ever heard there. And that's really what Welsh rugby needs because yeah. we know the problems. And to commemorate a fantastic rugby player like that. And unfortunately, the game didn't get to the level of the sort of not game. Even, of, not even close. No, not I mean, close. I've got to be honest. Somebody like Barry John, who often spoke about modern rugby, that it, it confused him. Well, I'll tell you, 80 minutes of that would have left him baffled. It certainly would. We've got Lindy McKenzie here as well. Lindy, you were watching that game, but just before, like, do, do you have any memories of Barry John? Because it was the, the Kiwis who called him the king. Not, not overly, but just... Um, you know, in terms of Welsh players, yes, his name is very familiar to us, as as many players are. You know, um, from from Europe. So we always just knew that he was a brilliant player, and I think it's a bit like um, some of the New Zealand players we used to have, and when we were kids and running around the place, would always, you know, emul- try to emulate them. Mm-hmm. And Barry John would have been one of those players that the lads and the, you know, and playing in the streets yeah. would definitely try to emulate. And that's, you know, you can't get any higher praise than that, really. You really can't. So on to the... Actually, before we get your thoughts on the game, let's hear what um, Pete Wilkins and Caelan Blade had to say about the game and the atmosphere, as William just alluded to. A game of two halves, uh, Pete, I suppose. Um, And the job is done, but it was a rather stuttering performance at times. Yeah, look, I think it was that type of game and, um, you know, never really got going. I think that's the nature of, quite often, the nature of Cardiff and Connacht uh, contests. I think the, um, you know, obviously the weather conditions, the amount of rain we had there leading up to kickoff and, and particularly in that first half, I thought was, um, you know, made it difficult for both teams. Um, I was delighted to win it. I, I think um, for me, I've in seven years, I've never won here as a Connacht coach. 
before that, I think I won once with Edinburgh. So, um, you know, it's a tough place to come and play. And uh, I think with the, um, the the spirit shown by the Cardiff side, I think the, the occasion in terms of everything that was going on around it, I, I think the, the red card probably added even more fire to their belly and then the conditions. Um, it was an incredibly tough game. So to come out on the right side of it, I was delighted. Now, there's lots of bits of our performance in there that I was frustrated with and I think we weren't at our best. Um, but that said, to come away with that result, uh, I'm, I'm not sure we would have done in previous seasons. Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, some of the issue maybe with decision-making, particularly in the first half, that on it were sort of hanging on a bit there at times. That you, know, you had to do a couple of big defensive stands and you couldn't seem to get yourselves out of your own 22 because you just couldn't get the ball cleared. Yeah, I think you get that feeling of hanging on often when you are spending that much time in your own half, and and certainly in terms of, in terms of us getting out of there. You know, we had some errors in terms of the the set piece that we we had around about that sort of forty meter to fifty meter mark. We, um, you know, weren't getting on the right end of some of the fifty fifties on the back of our kicking game when we we're coming out from a little bit deeper as well. So you know, we talked at half time about about using less ruck, less rucks to get out of our own half. I think um, you know Cardiff are doing a great job of targeting our breakdown and, and getting some success from it. So take a bit of pressure away and a, a bit of opportunity away in our half of the field. Um, we started getting on the right end of some of those 50-50s on the kick chase and, and some of the contestable kicking. And that gave us a platform to really try and force some errors uh, out of Cardiff. So I think that really helped us. And um, you know, on the back of that, we're able to apply some more pressure. When you analyse a game like this, um, maybe Monday or Tuesday or whenever you're, maybe you'll start tomorrow doing it but it, I suppose you have to just park it and move on and say right we got the four points which you really needed um, but there's specific work-ons there probably across the board maybe yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it'll take a, a lot of analysis. And I, as I said, I think the reason for that is um, almost every element of our game, from our kicking game to our set piece, to our attack, to our defence, had some really positive moments, uh, particularly in the second half. Um, but there was some real quality considering the conditions we were playing in and, and the pressure that Cardiff were putting us under. But there was also some really poor moments where we needed to be better and um, where we didn't deliver in each of those game areas. So I think for us... You know, one of the, the first things we talked about in the change room was was the intensity of our defence. Um, five metres out, 10 metres out from our own line. You compare what we were like in the first half to, to how we came out at the start of the second half. There was a huge difference in that. And I think it's important for us to to really dig into that and understand the reasons um, the reasons for that and, and make sure that when we go out there against Scarlets in two weeks' time that that we don't take a while to warm into the game. Um, so the intent was there, but I just think some of the, the quality at the end of it um, probably... Probably wasn't at times. So we'll have a really close look at it. Uh, and it's important we use these next two weeks to get better because um, if you look at that Munster Scarlets game last night, uh, you know, probably neither team played particularly well moving down the field. But what Munster did a great job was, was putting Scarlets away once they got into the attacking 22. So that's something that, that we've got to be really aware of, not just for, for the Scarlets game, but, um, but, but for the whole second half of the season. Caelan, uh, Pete's alluded there to the fact that maybe Connacht were a bit slow out of the blocks and the, the first half was a a scrapping, hanging on effort. But uh, watching it on television as we were, it did look that the substitutes, the bench made a huge difference when they came on. They They seemed to inject a bit of momentum at just the right time. 100%. Um, look, I think in the first half, we lost the, the breakdown and we lost the 50-50s and then... When you have lads coming off the bench, 
that are winning 50-50s and winning breakdown and running amazing lines. I thought the, the forwards, especially the front five that come on, were, were outstanding. Um, give us a huge lift. Um, you alluded to it earlier that it was a game of two halves. Um, I think the first half, as you said, when they went to 13 men, it felt like we were still under pressure. Um, and it's something that we need to work on, we need to look back on. Um, but yeah, look, credit to, credit to the lads. Uh, as Pete said, we haven't won here in, in so long. So I think it was seven years ago I was playing that we won. So... We'll take the win, but yeah, there's going to be huge learnings from it. Um, would one of those learnings maybe be at times, especially with the extra man or the two extra men, the attack looked very narrow. I know the conditions were, were difficult, but it sort of set it up for Cardiff to just hit people and make tackles. It was maybe needed to be a little little bit more adventure, maybe? I don't know. I think the, if you were... The conditions here were 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 terrible. Um, it was very like when we played Munster at home. Um, I think it is it's easy to get trapped into to doing that. Um, if you if you do that and and you execute all well and good, but uh, I think it was all about putting pressure on them and building pressure, building pressure, and finally getting scores, and that's what we did. So look, we have to be happy with that. Pete, finally, for me, was there was there a decision made? to change the kicking a little bit in the second half that I know the chase improved but they seem to be trying to move the Cardiff players around a bit the first half it was a bit too easy for them uh, but I think there was probably just a bit more variation I, I think in terms of you know kicking off nine and and kicking off ten in that that second half sort of early on a you know a, a lot came through JJ and um you know, it's. Uh, I, I just think you know, getting Blady putting boot to ball a, a little bit more helped us. I think it added some variety to it, but it also gave us a chance to contest those high balls in in difficult conditions. And you know, when Michael McDonald came off for that last came on for that last ten minutes, I thought the couple of box kicks he had were, were real quality as well. So, you know, for us over the years, we've we've probably not had a pressure game that we can go to, um, particularly in wet conditions or if we're we're trying to see out a tight game and. I think um, you know, for us to be able to to turn the screw like that, it, it wasn't perfect. But I think for us to show another side to ourselves when we needed it is a, another really good sign of this group's development. And, and the fact that lads can get excited about that and, and bring the intensity on the back end of it is really pleasing. It's not just about ambition and throwing the ball around. So, you know, if we can maintain that balance when we need it, I, I think it puts us in a strong position moving forwards. Well, we have another another little break coming now in this slightly strange layout to the season. But uh, we look forward to the Scarlets game in Galway in two weeks and uh, hopefully we get a big crowd up there. I'm going to hash, hand you over now. Thanks for your time, Les. I'm going to hand you over to Lindley McKenzie, who's sitting beside me. Thanks, William. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, guys. Hi, Congratulations. It was hard work, wasn't it? It was hard work for us sitting here as well. Listen, what, what do you... Is it, I've got this feeling every time we go to Cardiff, it's there's I don't know if it's a mental block or whatever it is about Cardiff, but the games are always really hard fought. And I mean, your record is not particularly good as well. in you know, in Arms Park, what do you account for this particular win? Okay, I, I think, um, you, you know, although we didn't play, I don't think we played particularly well in that first half but in, in, consistently enough. Um, but I think the fight of the lads to to stay in the contest and, and get to half time at at six, seven down, I think was really significant. Um, you know, we'd seen in the build-up that Cardiff, I think, scored almost two-thirds of their points this season in the first half of games. So we know how dangerous they are in the first halves. And uh, we we had real faith in our in our fitness and we had real faith in our bench. And, um, you know, we felt if we were there or thereabouts at half-time, um, that would be a platform for us to to try and go on and win the game. Now, at, at the same time, that doesn't um, excuse the opportunities that, that we missed or the opportunities that we gave Cardiff in the first half. But um, going in at halftime with with the, the ledger almost 
even I, I think was incredibly important for us mentally but but also to give us a platform what did you say at half time uh we talked about the, pretty bluntly about the things we hadn't done well um that had um you know that allowed uh, you know cardiff to to pressurize us and i think they played really well to be fair and and particularly in that first half yes. so it's acknowledging that but acknowledging the things that we needed to do better we were pretty honest about that but but also just remind the lads exactly what i just said that you know, we felt if we were in the hunt at half time, then then you know we'd be able to um, be able to hopefully accelerate from there. Now the conditions mean you know accelerating the game in a big way is, is not possible. But I, th- I did think our intensity lifted, and I, and I thought probably um, you know some of the outcomes we got on the back of that were, were a bit more favourable. So you know we talked about that. We talked about the importance of, of positive body language um, because it was a night where there's always going to be errors from both teams. You've got a, a really passionate home crowd on a, on a massive occasion for this club, um, you know, which which we had so much respect for. Um, but it, it's the best atmosphere I've ever, ever experienced here at, at the Arms Park. It was tremendous, and um, you know, I think in those situations you can't let your heads drop and you can't can't let your frustration show as much as it might be there because um, you know you've got to make each other uh, lift again and go again and, and look for the next opportunity. And um, you know, we just talked about I suppose that in terms of body language and mindset and, and you know how that could could assist in, in what we're trying to do second half. Do you think this victory shows a real kind of growing maturity in this side, given the fact that, you know, there ha- it has been so difficult to eke out wins, you know, in Cardiff? Yeah, I, I'd like to think so. Uh, and um, so just having that different style of game, being able to win in different ways, I think is really important. But, um, you know, I've got to give Cardiff, Cardiff credit. As we said in the build-up to the game, you know, Connacht and Cardiff are often fighting out for, for similar spots on the ledger. Um, they're a really difficult team to play against in the sense that they they want to play the game with a bit of adventure as well, but but they have a really effective kicking game and a really aggressive defence. So, um, you know, those are the sort of games that that everyone understands when you don't win them. But I think if you're really serious about being at the top end of the table, you you do come to difficult places and win those sorts of games. So, I think for us to do that is probably a sign of the growth of the group. Okay, good stuff from the lads as always, and I think Lily, you know, we certainly because we were we're still in the west of Ireland and the west of the west of Ireland we really didn't get a feel for what the atmosphere was like there and it must have been it must have been incredible and and must have had a big impact on that Cardiff team because they came out and played quite a lot of decent enough rugby but kind of gave them an awful lot of opportunity look you know, having been to the Arms Park and on mm. many, many occasions and watched Connacht lose a match yeah. <laughs> on many occasions there, I, I, I think it was probably easy to imagine what the crowd was like, particularly on this particular day, mm. um, who they were honouring, and obviously the fact that they had this day specially marked out I mean we can't see the weather particularly I mean it didn't look mm. that bad from where we were sitting yeah, yeah. but you know Cardiff has always has d- never been a happy hunting ground f- f- no. you know for Connacht no. and I think despite the fact that, that they did not play to the best of their abilities particularly in the first half mm. I think to eke out that victory was absolutely huge for Connacht you know both yeah. in terms of where they stand on the table and also in terms of their their mental prowess, so to speak, the fact that they have, it's another sort of one of those monkeys on their back. I, I'm not sure of the stats, but we know that in how many times have they, they won there? I think won I wrote that's it. only their fourth, their ever, fourth win. ever win. Yeah. And they've always usually been pretty close affairs. Yes. But there's always been some, I think, psychological block when it comes to when it comes to Cardiff. And they're never really good games. They're never open no. running games. They're always kind of like, 
Which is surprising considering they're two of the most open running teams yeah. that you can get. And yet when they come up against each other, they mm. seem to nullify each other. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, whether, whether, I think it's probably one of those cases that they're usually quite close to each other yeah. on, the, on the table. And I think that's what, that's what actually makes for those games. I think nobody, it's the fear of losing mm. more, than, more than winning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, something, something, William. That you know, you have a situation where some of the decision making seemed to be completely off the charts. Because for ten minutes of that game, Cardiff only had thirteen players. Because we had the red card, which is straightforward red card. There's not much to discuss, to be honest. You know, head on head clash, and it was dangerous. And and poor Shane Bolton got you know the worst of it. Um, but when they were down to thirteen players, Connacht never really looked like scoring. No, I asked um, Caelan Blade, as you've heard in the press conference there, mm. about the fact that they didn't spread it wide. And he gave a very obvious answer and fair play about the conditions. But sometimes you have to back yourself a little mm. bit and try to, try to move the ball around. Um, but they, you know, they, they achieved the win in the end. Mm. But you know, they'll have to play better in other circumstances. And I think they will pick that game apart yeah. uh, very heavily. Uh, it's it's a dreadful place to go to. I, I don't know why Connacht struggle there so much. Uh, but most teams have this year. You know, if you look at it, the games that they've lost, anyone that's gone to Cardiff has only barely beaten them. And yeah. Cardiff have beaten the Stormers. Yeah, they have. No, it's. Um, I think you have to take your hat off to them. They yeah. Look, Welsh, we've discussed it many times. Welsh rugby is in um, a bit of a hole at the moment. Yeah. So you either sit and moan or you get on with it. Mm. Cardiff and the Ospreys seem to have made the decision to get on with it. Yeah. Um, there's always been a bit of niggle in Wales against Cardiff because mm. they were always seen as the, the big city team, the yeah. capital city team. Mm. And they used to run around in back in the day scooping up players. Yes. Uh, from everywhere. Mm. And, you know... Players got jobs for them, or if there was a good player who was a, a surgeon or a solicitor or an accountant, suddenly, amazingly, they would get a you know somebody would find a position for them in Cardiff. But they've actually come out and tried to fight yeah. where they are. Matt Scarrett was very honest when we spoke to him during the week, and I think that's that's the only hope they have is is, is to try to do that. Yeah. Uh, but their limitations were shown tonight, and Connacht didn't expose them. But when they did eventually figure out a few things and the bench got on, uh, yeah, they got it done. But it, it wasn't pretty. It was a difficult game. They will analyse it. They will look at it. And then they'll move on from it. Some players, I thought, did did, did particularly well. Uh, I thought Niall Murray had a very good game. Yes. Um, listen to what John Muldoon had to say when we spoke to him during the week. He basically said... Uh, Everybody's been asking, where's mm. Niall Murray? Mm. His answer was very upfront. He said, essentially, he his skills were very much in stealing lineouts, yep. but there wasn't enough around the park mm -hmm. and other things, and they sent him away to work on it. And that's what you get from players who really want to succeed. They go away and they work on it. And he got the chance against Bristol, and he seized it. And I thought tonight he looked he better worked. around the park. Mm. He worked hard and he did get stuck into their line-out. Andrew Smith had another decent game. Mm. Uh, I think all of the bench players added something. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Now, maybe they were facing a Cardiff 
side that were getting a bit tired with only 14 players. And Plus their bench was incredibly callow. It was very callow. Um, but that's not the point. They still came out and showed the attitude that was required to take Connacht, move it on and score. Because they, they went behind. They were... They were they were struggling. They were, they Although were, they were, they were, well, they were going well, to lose. I think Caelan accepted that they were hanging on a bit in the first yeah. half. Mm. And they were. There was a couple of big goal line stands. And even at yeah. the start of the second half, mm. there was three goal line stands. Well, there was two. And then they got the try. Mm. That was Tamani who'd had the yellow card. And he came on and scores immediately. Yep. Because you keep thinking, well, you've, you've stopped two. You're not going to stop three. You can't keep stopping. Mm. And again, that was down to poor kicking, decision yes. making. Playing, getting messed up playing rugby in your own half. But they figured it out. They got it done. And once they've looked at it and accepted it, they'll move on to the yeah. Scarlets in, in two weeks. And had they held on, Lindley, had they held on to that pass? Remember, they made the, a couple of breaks where um, Seamus Hurley Langton made a break, passed it to Keane Prendas, gave it back to Hurley Langton. It was three guys lining up for the pass and the ball went to ground. There was nobody in front of him. If he if he got mm-hmm. that pass away, could have even denied Cardiff a losing bonus point. Absolutely. But I think I think what we have to look at is we have to look at and and, and William has said it that the impact that the subs made. Yes. And yes well it probably was and as you said, we couldn't see really the conditions where, where we are sitting. Um so it probably was extremely tiring for, for the lads mm-hmm. who who were remained on the pitch. So it probably needed that freshness. But I have to say when you talk about Seamus Hurley Langton, I have to follow up with another New Zealand-born player <laughs> <laughs> who who I think made a huge impact when he came on, and that was, of course, Jared Butler. Mm. Um, I just think he he just adds. I, I'm, I'm not sure how a presence. He, he it does add. A, yes, he adds a presence, and I think he's also. I think he just knows where to be on that pitch and how to direct. And yes. I think, you know... Well, yeah, they, they looked a lot more organised yes. when he came on. Absolutely. And I think the subs made a huge difference tonight. Mm. And that's that's what they're there for. Yes. You know, so I think I think they got... I, I, you know, I think the coaching setup definitely got that right in the times and the time that they came on. Yes, because absolutely. Because it was, it, was it was really touch and go for a long time there whether they would get over the line. But, you know, I think they did make a huge presence. They did, they did. And Peter Dooley getting his first try for Connacht, um, which was great to see. Um, he's been been here a while and, and had a, another big impact. You know, it's great to have that sort of quality coming off the bench, looking at, you know, the likes of him and, and Sam Elo. Um, you know, we've been waiting to see what sort of impact he's going to make. And he's starting, looks like he's starting to make it, which again is something that's required for Connacht. And I just noticed here, and it's according to your stats. All right. <laughs> that it was actually Jareth Butler's 100th appearance. As in the URC. In the URC, yes. Yeah, yeah, URC. absolutely. So congratulations to him. Yep, yeah, yeah, we'll celebrate whatever we can, We whatever we can, because we're we're looking at there's a couple of players going to get pretty close to either 100 cap or 200 cap coming up pretty soon. I think um, Finney Bealham's a couple of games away from a 200 cap and I think uh, Dave Heffernan's not that far away. So like you've got a lot of players who are mm. coming up to big, big milestones as this season moves on very slowly William like with another two week break before we get another game you know just I the only thing I would say we have to recognise the fact that they were without a lot of their internationals Mm. but it doesn't detract from the fact that you know, it was a victory and it was hard-earned and it was eked out. But we do have to understand that. But I suppose at the same time you can say that, you know, you know, looking at it, Connor have a few players missing as well. So it kind of, I suppose, evens it out. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of that. There's a bit of that. I'd still, you know, and, and the weather definitely had an impact. I think if I heard rightly while I was 
mooching around here, Caelan mentioned it was as bad as the night in, against Munster, and that was that was pretty horrific. Yeah, that was. Um, certainly, I think the amount of rain we mm. were seeing, I'm, I'm not sure about the wind. The, the, wind, against yeah, the, wind, the wind was a bit more... But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Look, it's it's job done. Mm. I agree with you. It's. I, I think they'll have to look at this. Uh, I really do. I think I said that in the midweek podcast. You've got this gap. They, mm. they stop. I understand players need get breaks. We stopped for four weeks. They play a game. We've never stopped for four weeks. No, before. we haven't. We haven't. But you see, they had played 13 in a row because yeah. of the World Cup. The World Cup so that's got in the way. And then we had stopped for a week before mm. the two European games. Yes. But the problem is the URC kind of disappears off the radar. Uh, it won't be around next week. Ireland play Wales. Then it comes back for a week, and then it stops again. And it'll, and it hopefully, well, Ireland I think will beat Wales. So it's going to then all be about England, Scotland. Yeah. Can they win a Grand Slam? And that's fine. But then it starts again, and once it gets going again, it's non-stop until June. Yeah, the Europe then kicks in as well. Oh, Europe! Yeah, you absolutely. Know, you've got two weeks of Europe as well. Yeah, and, uh, you that do. Comes in the ways, but it, well, it's yeah. only one week for Connacht unless they beat Poe. Well, I'm being kind being positive here and yeah, that's all right. two weeks <laughs> that's alright no, I, agree, I agree with you but it's, it, it does mean they have to get players playing you have to see who's in your squad yep. uh, you can't just yeah, they seem a bit stretched at scrum half possibly but Colm Riley will be back mm. but he's coming back from a long term injury so you can't just throw him in the one advantage they have is the Scarlets are really poor but yes. I don't care how you, you, you write it yeah. and I don't think they'll launch it I think Connacht should be lining up to really yep. muller them Absolutely. in Galway and get that points difference going because that's one thing that's holding them back on yeah. the table. You, the you need to do that. Isn't as good as it could be. You've got the weakest South African side. Well, maybe not the Sharks. Probably are the weakest, but you've got the Lions coming. Yeah, they don't travel well no. particularly. And then you've got. A, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Easter Saturday, one o'clock away in Treviso against Benetton. That mm. is a massive. Massive game. Yep. You go there and win three nil, which Leinster did a couple of years. Or that might have been Zebra. Uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Go go and win six five. Yep. Win ten nine. It doesn't matter. Get pick up four points there, and then you're you're getting into a good position. They've made a start tonight, but they'll have to be a hell of a lot better. They could probably get away with a performance like that against. Um, the um, Scarlets, but you won't get away against the Lions with that performance. No, no you won't. Like they're still in ninth, even. Even after getting a win tonight, they're still in. They still haven't got into the top eight. Top yet. eight yet. But there's um, there there is room to get there. There's there's there is. Uh, they've played ten games now. There's eight left. They've probably still got to turn around and win minimum five of them. Mm. Uh, well, certainly. Let's let's start with the next one. Let's get the win. Let's get the points on the board. They started tonight. Tonight was a massive game. They yeah. had to win in a place where they don't win very often. No, nope. and that was huge. And I think from as Lindley mentioned, you know, the atmosphere that was there, just all the pressure was on. Carved to play well, and they did. They came out and did. Yeah, bearing in mind, I mean, look, the red card came very early in the game. They played uh, sixty-six minutes Mm -hmm. with fourteen. Yeah. Um, No, no, it it didn't. No, it didn't. But then that happens with teams. It's not always a case that you're down to fourteen. If if, you know, because it it just depends on on how. And again, the night that was in it. Yeah, it helps. It helps the defending side that tonight they've actually got another defender. Yeah. Because exactly. the ball will get knocked on, the ball will get failure to pick it up, the pa- a pass will slide off wet hands. So exactly. that's what I'd like to see them do in those scenarios when the opposition of fourteen men give them the ball. 
kick the ball down the field and make them run. Because when they did that in the second half, they got their try from a kick down the field with an excellent chase, turned the ball over and eventually scored a try. And they almost, the, the one where we talked about where they mm. missed it, that was exactly the same. Why they weren't doing that earlier in the game, I'm not quite sure. Well, that's that's part of the maybe the learning curve. They need to work that. That's t- it seems very simple stuff. Yeah. But they've done it. They've got the win. Um, it wasn't pretty. It's not a game you're going to remember for any length of time. But at the end of the season, if those four points get them into the top eight, you won't care. Exactly. It's an away win, and we'll always take away wins only. Yeah, but I actually think it's probably one of the games you do remember. <laughs> you remember it for 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 the the fact that it was so hard fought, that it wasn't a great game, mm. that Connacht didn't play their best. Mm. But what I like about it is they had sufficient sufficient mental toughness to yeah. actually get across the line, yeah. which on another day in Cardiff they wouldn't have. So I think we should actually. I'm I'm delighted. We should celebrate the fact that this is how many how many wins do we now have over Cardiff? Four, four in Cardiff, yeah. Four in Cardiff mm. in the whole history of, of the USC or Pro 12 or whatever it was. So, yeah, so I you're think talking 24 years, we only got four wins. So yeah, so we'll I take think it. exactly. I think we should celebrate it. I think we should. I think we should. Okay, I think we'll leave it there, folks. Um, remember, if you want to catch up, we we've got plenty of podcasts that we do during the week. Um, there'll be one, maybe two next week. Um, we'll have a break the week after that. Well, because we won't because the week after that we'll be. Getting ready, for getting, ready, getting ready for Scarlets. So um, we'll have one podcast next week, then back to the normal three or four the following week. If you want to hear those podcasts, folks, for those who are patrons who haven't signed up, you need to sign up to patreon.com slash craggyrugby and hear some of the plenty of audio we get. We talk to coaches, we talk to players, we get the inside track. So if you want to support us and help us keep this quality work going ahead as we support our little team uh, the smallest team in the league um, get on to patreon.com slash craggyrugby and we'll chat to you during the week that's it folks loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad and confused don't wait until